did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the uh, tails? Hey, good game, shooter. We transitioned from eh to ooh. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is preseason episode two. Oh my gosh, we're in the preseason. I know it's exciting. I'm excited. I don't know what we have, but I'm excited and I'm running behind on player profiles. So let's knock out three this episode and let's lump them all together in one category, which is Juco forwards. Dun, dun, dun. Juco forwards. We got three. Jimmy Bell Jr., Patrick Sumnick, and Mohamed Wagi. Wagyu? Wagi. I'm going to go Wagi. I think I've heard that. Wagi? Before we do the triple player profile, think about, you know, Bob Huggins has been coaching long time. He's a basketball Hall of Fame coach, okay? And in his time at Cincinnati, recruited lots of junior for junior college players. In his time at West Virginia, now in his 16th season, he has coached a lot of junior college players and recruited a lot of junior college players. He likes the hustle of a junior college play, player, the grind that you have to do in junior college, the grit. Bob Huggins sees that and tries to transfer that into Division I basketball. He's done great with guards over the years. and But let's take a look at how he's done with forwards in his now 15 seasons at WVU. Now, just think about it right now. Think of the list of Bob Huggins recruited junior college forwards in his 15 seasons at WVU. I did this exercise and I got like five of them. I did not, there's only eight. So in 15 seasons, Bob Huggins has only had eight junior college forwards that he's recruited into the program. Eight. You would think more, right? Not a ton. And so it's not an extensive list. And we've got three coming in in one season. So before we do the player profiles, let's let's list the previous eight junior college forwards and uh, you know for fun and with love and respect to everybody i'm gonna go i'm gonna rank them starting with number eight and going to number one so here's the list all right you ready number eight junior college forward billy d williams do you remember billy d williams (laughs) i'm gonna give you the thing when you give me that name the first thing i thought about Billy D. Williams, great name. Isn't that the guy who did the who played the guy in the Star Wars movies or whatever? Billy D. Williams. And it's all together. The, there's no space in Billy D. It's all one word. So fantastic name, not a memorable season at WVU. He's number eight. Number seven, D. Proby. What do you remember about the basketball season of D. Proby? at WVU. I don't remember either. Does he have a fantastic name? Yes. So not big results in the first two <laughs> on our on our 
eight JUCO forwards in the Bob Huggins era, but both awesome names. So D Proby, great name, number seven on the list. Number six, and this is at this is in their time at WVU. Number six is D'Angelo Hunter. Now D'Angelo Hunter cut to 2022. His game has improved immensely. He he did really good on on the TBT team for Best Virginia. He works out with Javon Carter in his one season at WVU. Him and Javon Carter hit it off, and they seem to be really good friends. So that's if Javon Carter likes you, then that's like that's awesome. But his one season at WVU, as far as like what I remember, is that his dad was not thrilled. <laughs> With D'Angelo's time at WVU, and I think he took it to Twitter. That's what I remember. It just wasn't, and then you, the stats back it up. Like D'Angelo Hunter, not a great season at WVU, immediately transferred out. So he's sixth on the list. Number five, Dominic Rutledge. This is early on in the Bob Huggins WVU experience. And what do I remember about Dominic Rutledge? I think he wore number zero. And the other thing I remember is that, like, if he's your 10th best guy, which he was in his two seasons, and he contributed in spot minutes, and I don't remember anything bad about Dominic Rutledge. Like, he tried hard, not asked to do a lot, but he filled his role great. If he's your 10th or 11th best, best guy, that's not a bad team. So that's a, that gets that gets him into the middle of this list. Dominic, Dominic Rutledge, number five. Number four, so we're in the top half now <laughs> of the of the eight junior college forwards that Bob Hawkins has brought to Morgantown in his time here. Number four is Andrew Gordon. Andrew Gordon had one season. It was a terrible season. Not, I mean, for him, for Bob Huggins, for the team. Uh, and what I, I don't remember that specifically. The things I remember about Andrew Gordon – Fantastic Instagram follow. Like just, just I enjoyed it. Me personally, I can't. I don't want to explain why. It's just I liked. I liked following him on Instagram. Also, I remember Andrew Gordon having trouble with the uh, traveling violation. Like I remember Andrew Gordon getting the ball and and then moving his feet and not dribbling and getting called for walking a ton. So that and that. But he he started a few games. He he played throughout the season. That me remembering Andrew Gordon as he traveled a bunch. That's good enough in this in this list for number four of eight. Okay, number three. So we're on the platform now. Top three: the bronze medal of junior college forwards, Remy Debo. Like a comet in the sky, Remy Debo came. He, he, there was not a shot. He loved all the shots. And he, he, I remember him like being super tall and taking tons of threes. Yeah. When you look at the stats, he actually wasn't bad from three, but he was here for one season on, on a bad team. That's third. <laughs> Bronze medal, Remy Depot. And again, love and respect to all of these guys. The silver medalist on junior college forwards is one Wesley Harris. Wesley Harris, starter on a team that made the Sweet 16. Season-long starter. Uh, I don't remember Wesley Harris for that, 
I remember Wesley Harris <laughs> punching a fan. <laughs> I'm not laughing about I, I am laughing about it. He punched the he punched a fan. I believe a Texas Tech fan. And he also uh got dismissed from the team and didn't and then it finished out his last season at WVU and then transferred to Tennessee State. So that is the silver medalist is Wesley Harris. And so number one, so let's take a leap up. And and number one, without a doubt, is is friend of the show, Jonathan Holton. Clear, like seven guys take a step up, and it's John Holton. John Holton, big contributor on two Press Virginia teams. Uh, I remember John Holton screaming a 10 count at the head of Press Virginia. Like it just, <laughs> just so intense. And I also remember him after a win versus Kansas holding a baby up like the Lion King. Uh, but as far as like it's number one and not even close, John Holton. So he's number one of the top of the eight college, junior college forwards that Huggins has brought in in its in his time at WVU. So so I'm giving you that list to to tell you where the bar is. And and so the outlier is John Holton, and you had John Holton and Wes Harris as the as the two guys on that list that were starters for good teams. You've got Remy and Andrew Gordon and Dominique Rutledge as role players with mixed results. And then you've got all the guys with D in their name, D'Angelo, Billy D, and D, who they were here one year and it, it didn't work out for them. They didn't contribute much and they and then they moved on. So I view the three guys right or wrong. I am viewing these three guys in the prism of that list in that there's not most likely there's not going to be a guy in this group of three that's going to make an impact like a Jay Sean Page, like a Tariq Phillip, like a Taz Sherman, even like a Casey Mitchell. Like we are not getting that's just history says that the guys Huggins has brought in. Uh, that are big guys through the junior college route, the outlier is John Holton. And then everybody else goes from starter, and that's rare, to role player to one season, doesn't do a lot, and then moves on. So I'm going for the under-promise, over-deliver strategy here uh, with the three guys we're going to get into their player profiles now. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Let's say you're not a fan of Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett will get a start. You could bet maybe against them if you're a WVU fan. There's a guy named Zappy that's going to start for the Patriots. That's a fun name. You know, pick him doing really well, plus New England to win. Step it up. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. 
That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so now that we've got an idea historically of how the junior college forwards have done, let's look at the three that's coming in this season. And I'm going to go in order. I'm not going to rank these guys, but I'm going to go in order of based on how much Basketball Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins has talked about these guys in his preseason press conferences. So the guy who's been talked about the most by Huggins and people are asking him. So it's that's part of the equation. Jimmy Bell Jr. Now, Jimmy Bell Jr., according to Coach Huggins, is uh, difficult to move. (laughs) And according to Bob Huggins, no one can do it. And so, hey, Josh, what makes Jimmy Bell difficult to move? Well, here's what he's listed at. And so I don't know, are they 100% accurate? I mean, as far as weight and height? No, it's not. It's just what they're listed as. I know my fluctuate, my weight fluctuates, (laughs) typically goes up, um, unfortunately, over I don't want to get it. I don't want to get into the personal weight, but I'm just saying it, it fluctuates. Jimmy Bell Jr. listed as six foot ten, two hundred and eighty-five pounds. Two hundred eighty-five pounds. And this is obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but looking back at what people have been listed as under Coach Huggins, this is the biggest dude. Jimmy Bell Jr. is the biggest guy that Huggins has brought in at from a weight perspective, at 285, the closest was Kalichla, final four teammate Dennis Kalichla, who was 260, 6'9, 260, listed as Jimmy Bell Jr., six foot 10, 285 pounds. He's went through the weight program and the conditioning program in the summer. I'm sure he's not all the way there, but I'm sure he's cut weight from his junior college year. Last season, he averaged nine points and nine rebounds at the junior college level. Uh, He's going to be in better shape. Apparently, he cannot be moved. And as a positive for Jimmy Bell, he has a similarity to John Holton. Both guys started in Division I. John Holton started at Rhode Island before he went the junior college route. And Jimmy Bell Jr. spent two seasons at St. Louis, started some games during that time frame, uh, did not average a ton of minutes. That can't be surprising. Uh, but getting in the shape, and again, based on what Huggins is saying, uh, he's saying he can't be moved. So based on that, <laughs> based on that note from Coach Huggins, my my outlook for Jimmy Bell Jr. is that he's going to play this year, limited amount of minutes, and I can see him if he can't be moved, then he's. If the ball is coming to him for a rebound, he's going to get it. And Huggins will do the flash in front of the rim. Somebody get Jimmy Bell Jr. the ball. And if he can't be moved, then if he gets the ball within three feet, let's see what he can do at six foot 10, 285, right? And so th- that's not a ton of minutes, but I would love to see Jimmy Bell Jr. like flashes of he comes in for a few minutes gets rebounds and one play where he's, you know, hey, give me the ball and I'm three feet away because I can get wherever I want because I'm six foot 10, 285. That's what I'm hoping. 
We'll see how that pans out. The next guy, I don't know how to say his name, Muhammad Wagi. Coming in, it was Wagu, but I don't think it's Wagu. I think it, I, I've been hearing Tony Caridi say Wagi. I don't know. Muhammad, 6'10, 225. He's a sophomore. So Jimmy Bell Jr. is a senior. I guess he has two years of eligibility. If he wants to come back next year, he could take his COVID season. Um, Mohammed's got, he's a sophomore. So he's got three seasons. I don't know if he's eligible for the COVID season. I don't know how that works. But Mohammed was, he was good for 15 and 12 in junior college last season. Uh, we've established that he cannot move Jimmy Bell, but he does look to be the tallest on the team in the group picture. So back to how guys are listed. If Jimmy Bell's 6'10 and Mohammed's 6'10, and you look at the team picture and Mohammed looks taller, now Mohammed has taller hair. So that has something to do with it. But even just like if they both had hair close to their head, like I do, I think I think Mohammed's got him. So he's the tallest guy on the team. He's from Mali and uh, the country Mali, and we know we know somebody who's played in a WV uni uniform from Mali. Yes, bowling ball shoulders, Sagabakanate. Um, and so he's not. Muhammad is not getting compared to Sagabakanate as far as blocking, but Huggins has said he's a good shot blocker, uh, but not putting him in the Sagaba category. And John Rothstein. In the offseason, like where is everybody at? He's got Muhammad projected as a starter. Now, is John Rothstein 100% in his predictions? Absolutely not. But if you're the tallest guy on the team and you averaged 15 12 last season and you want to start a big guy, like he, Muhammad could be one of the guys. I mean, Jimmy Bell could be one of the guys. Uh, Okongwo could be one of the guys. Like, Huggins has options there. Uh, so him as, as much as anybody, if Huggins wants to start a, a an actual big, an actual center, a five, he could put Muhammad there. But as far as what to expect from him, I, I have no idea. I Like, while Huggins has said he's a good shot blocker, he hasn't said much about Muhammad in comparison to Jimmy Bell. Um, so potential starter, uh, he's in the mix. He's in the five mix. <laughs> And then the third guy is Patrick Sumnick, six foot eight, two hundred thirty pound sophomore. And so, just based on frame, I don't know. I've know very little about Patrick's game, but he played in junior college last season. He's similar to Jimmy Bell, is that in that he has Division One experience. Patrick's experience was at Robert Morris two seasons ago. Patrick Sumnick has great hair, so uh, it's fantastic. Very jealous of his hair. Uh, but when you just say six foot eight, two thirty, that reminds me of like a again fair or unfair Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins, typical undersized big guy like your Danny Fordson, uh, your Kenyon Martin was was undersized for a power forward. Uh, Taj Thweet is the most is the most recent example. Of course, Ta uh, Taj is at Coastal Carolina now. But like 6'8", 230, like sight unseen, you tell Bob Huggins 6'8", 230, he's like, I, I can work with that. And so that's what Patrick Sumnick has going for him. But Huggins has not talked much about Patrick. And just based on numbers and how many people 
I just can't picture Huggins going uh, 15 deep or 14 deep uh, with this squad. So some people aren't going to play. And so my prediction as of right now, based on very little information, is that Patrick's going to watch. And he's a sophomore as well. So he's got a few seasons. Uh, I don't think Huggins is expecting him to contribute greatly to this season's team. Uh, but those are the three guys. And again, we listed the eight in the past. So what to expect this season from these three guys? Is there a John Holton in the mix? Or is there more likely role players here? I don't know. What I'm saying is that the John Holton level is the exception. And so it's the exception now. Can can one of these guys be the next John Holton? <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Overcast. Subscribe to the podcast that, or we're, follow the podcast. I don't know if we're using subscribe anymore. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2022-2023 season, they have zero wins and they have zero losses.